Welcome back to Detroit International. I'm your host, Marcus. Uh, Today's a special episode of a one-on-one interview with the animator behind uh, Infamous Wheelchair Story, uh, JK the Animator. And um, he's from London, so we're going to get into that. And we're going to get into a few other topics. So stay tuned. Cool. But yeah, man, I'm not too bad. Um, just out here working. It's my birthday, like, in a couple of days. So going to oh, the... Oh, man, that's what's, up. that's what's up. Yeah. So I'm just getting ready to celebrate all of that. The miss has been making cake and that. So the kitchen's smelling good right now. So... <laughs> so, so, so hold on. So I've always been curious. Um, I dated briefly when I was in Japan a chick from London. She oh. was there on an English um, teaching program. So, okay. so what, like, uh, you guys set up, like, the pubs? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, she had a couple of, she had a couple of ways of saying things where, to me, it was funny, but then her and her friends are laughing the way I describe things. So it's kind of a, we spend most of our time, like, laughing at each other as far as you know what? we looked at certain things. That actually touches on a funny one of my funny Uber stories, which might as well get into that. Because basically, um, okay. so I was I picked some guys up from central London, um, and these guys were American. Um, one looked like like J Cole, but just like three times as wide, maybe, and the other guy. <laughs> I don't know, just a, a regular 24, 25-year-old, I don't know, somewhere in that in that mix kind of thing. So they were just like, all right, well, we've just come in. Um, one of them is a college student there. The other one's come in to meet with his friend and just to see London and that kind of thing. And then basically they were waiting to check in because they couldn't check into their hotel. So they were going to just go to this museum place. So our, my job was to take them to the museum place. So then um, maybe two, three minutes into the journey, like the, one of the rows is blocked and I'm just like, ah, oh, sorry guys. And he's um, the big guy, he's like, well, bro, do you know anywhere where we could uh, pick up some draw? Like, uh, you know, we just flew in, but you know, we're trying to find somewhere to pick up some weed if you know anywhere. And I'm like, now I partake in, in the herb myself, but I like to <laughs> be professional, okay? Like I'm on the job and it's one of these things where like any, it's almost like a, a herbal code where if anyone asks you if you know someone and you do know someone, you should help them out because it's just a good thing to do, isn't it? Um, right. But basically, I was like, well, bro, like if this is in my area, because I'm not from central London, I'm from south London. I was like, well, if it was my area, you know, I could just drop you off somewhere and, you know, you could sort yourself out. But this isn't really my bit, so I can't really, you know, I don't really know anyone around here. He was like, you know what, man? It's fine. You're, you, if you want to just take us to your area, that's that's all good, man. And I'm like, well, that's like 40 minutes away. That's a that's a hefty, hefty journey there. I don't know if you won't be paying for all of that. And he's like, nah, man, money ain't an issue. Now, I ain't one to sort of judge people on the fly kind of thing. Um, right. But this guy, in England, we call them roadmen, all right, which is to say the people that be out here wheeling and dealing the drugs or whatever, they have a certain uniform, a certain attire where not in a disrespectful way or anything but it's like well we just call them roadmen in and i was thinking in the back of my mind this guy kind of gives me a roadman vibe though he's american like an american roadman vibe whatever that was just a gangster vibe i guess you guys would call it um yeah. 
But then when he was like, well, money's not an issue, I was like, well, boy, that drug money must be paying nicely out there, boy. But, <laughs> cool, man. If you want to live to my bits, I will happily take you to my bits. So long story short, I'm driving him to my bits now and we're getting to know each other, you know, a bit of banter back and forth. So on the way there, about 10 minutes away, I call my guy. Um, and because my the way my, my Bluetooth is set up in my car, it goes on loudspeak. So it was a yeah. very quick conversation. It was just like, yeah, right, bro. Yeah, tutus. I just need a, a quick draw in it. Nah, just an eight ball. Yeah, calm. And he's like, yeah, no worries, bro. I've got you. Cool, cool fam. So then, whilst I'm just having this conversation, I can hear matey in the back. He's like, yeah, so no, in London, what that means, that's like word. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's out here translating my conversation with the drug dealer. No, like an eight ball. That's like a you know, it's like a quarter ounce, you know, they got quarter ounces out here, man. Yeah, they do crazy stuff, man. So I was just like, rah, man, I didn't even know. Like, you know, when you forget how different the languages can be sometimes, but um, yeah, you know, like you guys, I just find it funny in it. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. But in terms of in terms of like London slang as a whole, I do think. I think you guys are the weird ones. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So, look, uh, I got a quick story for you. I was in yeah. Japan. This is yeah. where I met uh, Samantha, like the chick from London. I yeah. went to this thing called the Fertility Festival. It's really oh. the Penis Festival, right? Yep, so, they I have, have all these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these sexual items is just out yeah. there on display and uh, everything else. So um, I'm walking around. I see these white girls. and I see a black girl with them. So I walk up. Hey, what's going on? How you guys are doing? You know, they're like, what? And then mm-hmm. oh, I forgot the slang term that they used. And I, I was just laughing. And they was like, you must be American. I'm like, yeah. What are you guys? <laughs> We're from the UK. And so we ended up becoming friends and cool mm-hmm. and things like that. Um but the whole interaction was just ah. Like every time I say something, I was like, "What did I say?" I was like, uh, "What's popping?" Mm-hmm. Um, something, something, and they misinterpret everything I'm saying. So we supposed to have met up somewhere in Tokyo, given a location, and the way I described it, they went to the other side of Tokyo. And we oh, wow. just didn't see oh, each other for about two or three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. like uh, when they first met me, I guess they kind of thought the same thing. They thought like like I sold drugs or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm just a military <laughs> guy. Just the way I guess I presented myself and the way I taught, I seemed like a, a drug dealer to them. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> black Americans, we 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 flashy to a degree. <laughs> or like. Or some of us betray being flashy, but don't really have everything we flash about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because for me, I don't. I'm not rich by any means, but for me, um, I just purchased the house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like me and my lady, and everything else is. um, I live with my uncle out here. He does. He's in the medical field. And okay. I live with him, pay him rent from my military pay. So he has all the BMWs and stuff like that. And then I just drive him. <laughs> I drive, I drive, I drive an Impala. <laughs> I drive an Impala. I'm looking at, like I'm looking at, into getting a Lexus. 
But oh. nah, like you know, for me, BMWs break down easily, and I don't, I won't have the money to maintain a BMW. Yeah, no, nah, I'm kind of looking. I'm kind of in a similar uh, predicament where, like, I've got a Ford right now, but I'm looking to up- upgrade, maybe to a to a Mercro BM. But um, like you say, I ain't rich by any meat. Like you know, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't rich like that. Where if it breaks down, that's a that's a burden. So yeah, exactly. We'll see. Exactly. But um, yeah, man. Ooh, so. Oh, uh, speaking of, so like, how, so how is it like writing a novel, right? So you you was talking about like writing a book. So like, like, how do you get into the mode to do that, and like, and how long is it taking you, and the process of everything that goes in with that? So, I basically fell into writing uh, as a form of therapy. Where when I graduated from uni. Um, at uni, I was working a part-time job at a place called Nando's. Now, you don't have it in America, but it's like, I don't know, it's like your Popeyes or something. But, I mean, it's grilled chicken, but in terms of, like, how people love it, love it, it's kind of like a Popeyes or something of that nature where it's a, you know, really big, big chicken shop down here. Now, I love me some chicken, but it's not like I wanted to work in a chicken shop for the rest of my life. You know, I went to uni, studied animation and all this kind of things. But when I came out of uni, um, I was struggling to to find work. And it was like, no matter what I'd done, no matter where I put my CV, no one seemed to be interested. So there came a point where it just felt like I was just this guy working at Nando's. And that was just my existence. So then what happened was my bro started writing and I started helping him write his book and I was like you know what this is this is kind of fun you know it's an easy way to just escape and just you know whilst you're doing something you don't want to do like whilst I'm just there at work cleaning chicken bones I can be thinking about what I'm going to be writing for my next scene so I can physically be somewhere but mentally be somewhere else and then Mm. basically through that process of just using it to get through that situation I sort of started to really enjoy it and then um, once I got out of that situation and, you know, my life sort of got a bit nicer, it allowed me to sort of meditate on what I really wanted to write. And then for a long time, because I've, you know, I studied a lot of, on it, it's weird because if you know me from my animation, you wouldn't think I've studied anything like spiritual or religious or anything like that. But I spent like four years studying all the religions of the world and I wanted to write something that, reflected how a lot of that and a lot of science sort of mirror each other and how a lot of it blends together but not in a preachy way so that was a mission and it was basically a two-year process of seeing if it was possible you know it was like a challenge to myself can I write this thing basically it turned out being like this story of the universe from the perspective of the creator however you want to define that I don't like to sort of put words in people's mouth you want to call that god or the universe or nature or spirit whatever you want to call it it's it's the process of creation from that thing's perspective which is yeah it was an interesting challenge and um i'm always up for interesting challenges and i i just enjoy all things creative so along with all the other things i was doing for the last two years it was just something another one of the things I was just doing there in the background. So now that that's done, I'm looking forward to that finally um, being released and hopefully. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, right. but yeah, so I, I kind of had kind of the same similar journey. I have oh. like all these crazy stories and adventures that I I tell like coworkers, and because I grew up in the inner city, and right before I left, I moved to a suburban area of Detroit, Michigan. Not, and I, I ended up moving out my mom's house because me and my mom didn't get along. So I moved in with a cousin that lived a little bit better. Then okay. I joined the military and I got around family members in different areas from California to everywhere else. And everybody, some people are living better, some people are living worse. And just being able to interact and travel, living in Japan for about five years. And wow. I've been, I didn't get a chance to go to London. I met, I, I had a chance to go, but I didn't take it. And I ended up going to Australia instead of London. Can I ask you a quick question before I Yeah, forget? yeah, go ahead. So no I've been to Japan and mm-hmm. it is one of the strangest, strangest places in both the best, I've seen the, the coolest things and the sort of most questionable things there. And I just wanted yeah. to know, living there for five years, like, because for me, even the simplest things were like, I've never been as lost as I was in Japan in the sense where because all the signs were in like hieroglyphics or whatever, and my <laughs> hieroglyphics, bro, I couldn't even determine where I was relative to what the sign was even trying to tell me. So anywho, I just want to know what your perspective of Japan was. So like, I don't know if you're a fan of anime or things like that, but yeah, just your take on that place. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. My first year there, I remember getting there and like, what did I get myself into? Um, as far as the getting around and everything else, you if you get lost, even if the Japanese people don't like black people, period, they'll help you out. Mm. I had okay. a dude that was on his way to a business meeting. He took 30 minutes to help me navigate through the um, subway system. Aww. So, I mean, and, 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 and these are the most populated areas. Even some of the rural areas where people are really curious about you if you seem lost they will try their best to help you out and most of the younger um japanese people are learning english now as a as a um elective that's you know required so a lot of the younger japanese people coming up know english and they're able to help you out from there but as far as the culture itself it's one of the like nicest Mm. Uh, coaches I've ever been in. I used to go to a 7-Eleven and leave my car running with the door open. Like the c- crime is like zero one percent. Like people yeah. leave their doors open. Japanese dude uh, neighbor walked in my house one day drunk. I just <laughs> fed him. He sat on my couch. It, we sat on my couch. We watched cartoons. We were talking to each other. Didn't understand a lick of what we were saying. Next morning, right? He left me a basket of fruit on my doorstep and a big apology letter <laughs> and everything. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me the deepest bow the next time. But I also seen some <laughs> of the most weirdest things. I was in Tokyo and I walked by a panty bender machine, right? And okay. the older, the longer the girl wore the panties, the more the panties were worth. 
So I'm standing there at this painting machine. I'm looking, and this older Japanese guy come over, rubbing his hands like, "Oh yeah." And we both looking at each other. He looking at me like, "Oh, you're here to make a purchase too." And I'm looking at him like, "No, I'm not. I'm just looking." So he looking like he make his purchase. He he unwraps the paintings, get a good oh, sniff. My like, oh my god. Put it in his pocket. Then he looks at me, puts his hand on my shoulder. And points like, oh, that one right there, and walked <laughs> off. I'm like, I almost want to chase. Right there, man. Oh man, <laughs> I almost want to chase him down and say, hey, 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 listen, that's I'm not here for that. That's not me. <laughs> I, I wanted to chase him down, but you know, uh, given all that, like I have like all these wild experiences, and I had a buddy because I listen to like a lot of podcasts and media. He was like, look, man, you one of the funniest guys I ever met. You should really take your life. Because I got crazy hood adventures to people trying to set me up for robberies to oh, man. having somebody wanted me to have sex with their wife and it was yeah. just, I was like kind of pimped out. It's, just, it's kind of tight what? wife or whatever. What? Her, her book friends, they have no, they have a book club. because We need to start making a series or something. Listen, this is ridiculous. Listen, oh. No, listen, listen, listen. I got the evidence. I got evidence. I still got no. in one of my old phones and laptops. I got like messages and stuff like that. So uh, it's proof. And then wow. people is around for these situations. But it's just the way my life is set up is that mm. I tell you a story. People, it's like it's almost unbelievable. But most of these stories, people were there like the wheelchair chick. When she ended up showing up at my job, people seen it. They didn't believe me until they actually seen her. Like, then I became the will man. Like, two people. Uh, bro, well, you know what, yeah? The first one's kind of blowing up on, on my channel, which is to say, if you if you felt like putting a part two there, bro, like, there seems to be an audience that are more than hungry. For... <laughs> no, no, no. The, it, yeah, so... Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'll tell you this now, and I'll kind of put it in, and we'll talk about everything later. But mm-hmm. so this is the reason why I stopped talking to her, right? For real, for real. So we ended up talking and being cool, and you know, we on the phone trying to, you know, out sexualize each other. So we on the phone, we talking, and she like, oh yeah, that's not. I can do this. I can do that. And I started thinking, like, oh, maybe I can do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm such a freak. You know, the stuff you know, I did before I got more. She was like, well, I'm such a freak. I sucked my uh, friend off and his dad. I'm like, huh? Oh, my I'm God. Up. I'm like, <laughs> I said, come on. I'm like, I hung up on her. And then she texted me back, like, what? I'm like, that's, that's not something I want to hear. She's like, I thought we was being freaky. I'm like, that's not freaky to me. Nah, she, yeah, nah. Yeah, me and her, me and her. But so, and then I have an, I have one more, I have another um, I, I handicap story to a point where my co-hosts think that's what I'm into, but it's it's spread out. The other one happened by mistake. I feel like that. Like oh. I was on Tinder and um, I met a girl who happened to have like one leg or whatever. I didn't know, and because the way she took the angles and the photos, but when I finally got over there. And you know everything happened, and it just happened. But that story is crazy too. It's just I don't know. It's not. It's just I get into these situations. But yeah, I've been. I'm. Just, 
and then I used to I used to be on hotlines. So I got stories from when I used to be on the hotlines <laughs> trying to go meet up with chicks or whatever. I just was I was a wild guy for a little bit. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> But like most of my adventures happened when I was younger. These are old tales that's been around that I tell in my circle of friends and who experienced some of these things with me. Boy, man, the legend of Marcus is real. That's that's what it's <laughs> no like I like I used to be shy, but like the group of friends I had coming up, like I had a friend that was like he was like a pimp in a in a kind of a way. To where he he was a real pretty boy and he was able to talk girls into doing things, and mm. he was just like, "Hey, blah blah blah." He had to, so I'll tell you this quick story. He was he had this one chick, and I remember just sitting in the truck listening to him talk, and and, and not you know not saying I condone this. I mean, just get that out there. So they they mm-hmm. talking, and she was from a project area. She had like six or seven brothers and sisters, and she was having sex with him. And he was just like, yeah, you know, listen, you can have sex with a couple of my boys and get a get a couple of dollars to do X, Y, and Z, this and that. And then she was like, I don't know. I don't want to be no problem. He was like, no, I ain't trying to have you do that. That's that's disgusting. I'm like, my close friends were, you know, and he kind of pointed at me in the back. I'm just sitting there. He's like, he's like, look at him. Come on. You know, I'm just sitting there like, damn, he just put me on the spot. Like- <laughs> so, he was like, listen, listen, he got a couple of dollars. He willing that way you help him out. He can relax. He can blah blah blah. So next you know, that's what he does. So he gives me money to give to her. And then he's like, see how easy that is? And then he did like two more of the our friends. And then he, you know, got her off to the races from there. But I was just sitting there like, did he just call me ugly? I'm like, damn. <laughs> And then, you know, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation you can get into, like with the colorism and stuff like that. But he's like one of my light skinned partners I grew up with. He had long hair, he always kept his hair like braiding and stuff. And I was like, did he just? But this crazy tales, like it's, and then it got to the point to where it's like I, I, I became fearless when it came talking to females. So I got a lot of stories of me getting shut down as well. But a lot of the things that happened, it just, it just goes off, like, yeah, mm. like, that's why, I like, you know, and then, like, my partner, he got stories as well, but just going to Greece, on with the Greece during spring break and everything that happened there, um, I ended up hanging out with a chick from Britain, and the way she talked was crazy, oh, this, no, I'm sorry, not Britain, I mean, uh, she was from Scotland, and I can't do the accent, but we ended up... <laughs> We ended up, uh, yeah. So we ended up getting it on, and she's like, "Oh, you're about to make me calm, don't you know?" I'm like, "What the?" Like, yo. (laughs) But no, I just, yeah, just got all these crazy tales to where my boy and this whole podcast thing came. Me and my boy, we was on the phone for like three hours, just talking, laughing about all the old things we went through. And then I was like, you know what? I need to start recording these stories and just putting them yeah. out there. So Wait, then how that's long where it all stemmed from. Sorry, how yeah. long you been doing podcasting for? Not long, like two months, <laughs> if that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so really? it's still, yeah, yeah, it's still new. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a mic and stuff like that. It's just like to me right now, it's just a hobby. It's just something I like doing. Yeah. Okay. Have you yeah. got any like episodes? Up, you got them on SoundCloud or? 
Where they go? No, I haven't. I haven't even gone that far. I just use the. Uh, I just use the app that I'm using now, and just kind of, you know, something to start it off. But you know, once I more I get into it and get better at it and stuff like that, uh, I'm um keep it going. Well, boy, yeah, like I say in it, like we're gonna have to talk afterwards and. and- <laughs> bring some of the, how we get some of these more of these stories to life man because th- i feel like the world needs this like <laughs> oh yeah especially all the craziness going on right now seriously no yeah. like um no i got so many uh messages from people that was around when that thing happened to me uh this happened in like 2008 and it was like yo i remember that like i was there like there's a lot of people <laughs> Because, like, if you scroll down to the bottom of my Instagram, I have a shirt that was made for me by the people I work with. It says, if you ain't rolling, I ain't going. And then they put <laughs> Will Man on my locker. It's, so that became my moniker, you know. And I, it got to the point to where a chick in a wheelchair, it was slid in my DMs. It was like, yo, is this what you're still into? I'm like, yo. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess somebody off your page hit me up. Was like, "Hey, hey, I know this guy." Like, yo, nah, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. But no, um, but but, uh, with like with the second one, it's so hilarious as well. All right, I just tell you a quick tidbit from it. It's just the way everything is, and you can just judge from here. So. And all these stories, you can kind of say it was like, like consensual. I don't, I don't want to say the R word, but mm-hmm. I was not the aggressor in these situations. So with the chick with the uh, the one leg, right? And I remember her taking her leg off and then climbing on the bed. And you know, I was like, she did a little flute magic thing. I was like, cool. But then when she slid her nub across my chest, it was sweaty a little bit. Oh, and, like <laughs> it felt weird. Like imagine somebody taking that elbow and putting grease on it and just gliding it across you. Like you wouldn't. Oh, I'm on... <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but then she did her thing. But I mean, like she's a cool person, and um, and um, I actually um, I still know her. So I was thinking of getting okay. an interview with her. So I, I was gonna have her do the interview, and then I was gonna do the story separately. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a conversation to see if she wants to do it or not. But she she know about the wheelchair thing, and then that's what she she asked me. She's like, "Is this something that you like?" I'm like, "No, the wheelchair thing happened way before you. I just happened to end up in this situation by mistake." Wow, just a coincidence. Wow. Well, so so the wheelchair chick was you know the party, and the chick with the one leg was like internet dating. And I told her, I'm like, "You catfish me a little bit." I'm like, "You you should say that in your bio." Is the way you took your pictures, you had them angled, angled crazy, and you had them jeans. I'm like, you threw me off, but I'm like, we here now, so it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that. <laughs> oh, but no, um, so, um, oh, so tell me some more about the uh, the uh, body shot game. So I was looking at that. And I was like, it might be something I have to uh, pick up. I was I was checking it out, but I'm like, well, so yeah. I'm like in and out in, in the water and whatnot. Okay, so basically, 
Body shots is um, it's an idea my bro came up with, but then when he told me about it, I was like, well, I think I have the, the skill set to help you execute that, bro. So um, it's the idea where you're... It's, I don't know if you've ever played any or seen all these card games like Cards Against Humanity or Exploding Kittens or like there's this new wave of card games that seem to be taking over Britain at least where like you'll play them at lunchtime or play them with your mates at parties and things like that or on, when you're traveling with your partner or whatever. So you know what? me and my bro- hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on quick. The, the, the uh, Cards Against Humanity, I just played that last week when we was out in the water. They broke it out like at night before we went to sleep, and you know, on, on you know, on top of us dealing with weapons and bombs and guns on on ships, it's a lot of joking around and card mm. games and stories. Mm. So people be like, "Oh, let's see what kind of stories Marcus got today. Right, <laughs> let me dig in my archives." And I actually got a laptop. Don't make me send you some videos. <laughs> 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 send you some not safe for work videos but go ahead <laughs> no that's cool for so, so yeah exactly for situations like that we've seen that um there's like this new market emerging now so my bro sort of had this idea of a card game where you're guessing what the body parts are it's zoomed in um and then on the back side you sort of see the zoomed out kind of thing so it's a guessing game but the cool thing about the original editions was it was for your partner so it's like for couples Think of it something you could do to spice up your foreplay a bit or just to spend a nice evening in with your partner doing something a bit more intimate than just watching TV or whatever, you know? So okay. um, that was sort of how it started. And then we done like a Kickstarter campaign for it. And um, yeah, that sort of went really well. And then we've just released like this new, we call it the trivia edition, but I'm really a big fan of it because like... So basically, the problem the problem I personally had with like the original one and the extra extra spicy one, which is like the X rated version of it, is especially with the X rated version. Like, obviously, we needed saucy pictures, and it's like, well, I I was looking out. It was my job to find the pictures to make the cards, and then I'm showing the pictures to my bro, and he's like, bro, yeah, they're not saucy enough. We need we need more more spice, you know, more spice. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so. Then I'm having to start, I'm having to Google all these, because it's like, it's a unisex game. So it's like for straight couples and gay couples and all the other <laughs> kinds of blah, blah, blah. So, you know, searching for like breasts and things of that nature wasn't too bad. You know, I had an excuse to just be doing that and the missus couldn't stay up. So that was cool. Well, when I say the other thing, when I say search for... For the other side, because I am not that way inclined, but you know, right. I'm like, well, I don't know how, but I've just sort of fallen into the porn industry here, a bit like yourself. Where you just go, well, I don't know how I got here, but I'm looking at all these penises and trying to figure out which ones are going to work for this game and making all these jokes. And it's like Google doesn't differentiate, bro. Like it doesn't differentiate between the weird yeah. guys pictures of themselves <laughs> and the weird medical, like just strange things no normal person would really ever want to see bro you know between and so and then i don't even want to get into what my browser history was looking like like <laughs> wait hold on wait hold on hold on hold on i'm trying to imagine the conversation with you and your brother You're like all right here you go 
I got these pictures. Don't have me do it again. He go through them like, yeah, that one ain't veiny enough, brother. You got to go back. <laughs> well, bro, I was, I was passively trying to avoid having to actually get the raw pictures of it in it. So I was dancing around. Like, I would have like, like you'd have male booty on there. You'd have like, um, like male chest and everything, but there was no male genitalia. And then he was basically like, nah, bro, we need like, it's for everybody. And I'm like, oh, man, it is for everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll be like, listen, when you going to help me do these searches? Yeah, no, I like the way you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got the internet service for it. You, you know how this side of London, my internet be. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, but it, it was what it was. To be fair, he did help as well, in it? But it was a thing where we were all, I couldn't not participate because we're all in it together kind of thing. So my internet history got fucked up as much as everyone else's in, in that whole venture. But um, that aside, this new one is a lot more like family fun, family friendly, because it's got like a, a quiz element in it as well, where it's fun things like, so you might get, you can choose with to guess the body shot card, or you can choose to answer a question like, I don't know, how many body parts begin with the letter T, but you only have eight seconds to name three. It's something like that. And it's like a easy questions, but you've got the pressure of time kind of thing. So it's something you can play with your friends, with your family, with, you know, your spouse or whatever. So yeah, we're going to be releasing that one soon. Um, probably, for, well, this is the thing in it. Like there's discounts codes out there. If you want a discount code for any listeners you may have or whatever, like I can sort you out with that. Cause, um, Okay. You know, we're trying to put it into as many places as possible. But um, I, yeah, man. I know, I know, I know. I'm definitely trying to get the couple one. So just go ahead and spice the things up in my relationship. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already spicy, but spice it up even more. Bro, you sound spicy, and like you sound, <laughs> you be dealing with spicy things, or you, at least you did. You are dealing with yeah, spicy things. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm calm these days. And you know, yeah. and my girl know most of these stories. Like when we met, she met me knowing like some of these stories, and then her being around me, and you know, she be looking at me sometimes like, "When you bring that wild guy out, I put him away." All right, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, oh, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this story that was recently told to me by a coworker. This is hilarious. So this is not me. This is him. And uh, mm -hmm. I might try to get him on. He's not really a big, you know, talker as far as the okay. internet goes. So yeah. um, he was on a deployment. So on deployment, he's on a ship in the middle of the ocean, military okay. ship. And um, they had a phantom toe sucker going around, right? So a people. Phantom... <laughs> wow. So people, people was waking up with wet toes. Right. Wow. So they they couldn't figure out who was going around sucking on people's toes. Right. No. So <laughs> so they had a big meeting, and the uh, officers was like, "Look, I don't know who's being nasty. It's not everybody. It's just one person. This guy needs the the the, the guy whoever comes to medical with mouth problems. I'm sending him up. He's going home. He's getting in trouble. Right. So people had their suspicions on who it was. They just couldn't catch him. Right. So no, one day they one day they was working hard, they was working real hard, and then the guy was like, Man, I just drunk all these Red Bulls, I can't go to sleep. So mm -hmm. then the guy was like, uh, I got some melatonin if you guys want it. 
It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So he gave almost everybody melatonin, right? They fell asleep. And my boy said, he's like, man, this is the best sleep I had in my life. But I just woke up with a wet foot. <laughs> so he gave them Ambien instead of melatonin and proceeded to look and suck down their whole foot. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, all six of them. He just walked down the aisle and just let them have it. Like, <laughs> Wow, no fucks given, Jesus. Damn. <laughs> so then, how my mind works, and I'm like, you couldn't thank that man. He got you a good night's sleep. You woke up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, like, like you know, but no, yeah. Ever since you know, like, like, like you took and you know made that story and gave it like life. I, random people I work with, hey, I got a story, and it just come, you know, more than before, you know, and then people want to hear more of my tales, and people who I, you know, served with, like, years ago, like, remember when you did this? Because, you know, in the, <laughs> like, in the military itself, it's like, I came, I left to join the military, like, at a young age, so I'm young, I'm going to these foreign places, and everybody around me is drinking, and it's just crazy things happen, you know. Mm. Boy, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, so so to get into the animation, so as far as like like how that goes, like what was the big like cartoons and things that like sparked it for you? Um, so I've always been a big fan of anime, and I think. Anime is what made me want to make cartoons at some hold point. On. Like, wait, young, hold on, young. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on, right quick. What's your favorite anime? Uh, I mean, I'm on a spot, but I would, I would probably say Hunter x Hunter. If off, off the, off the cap. Okay, okay, okay. I'm more, I'm more old school. I like the Yu Yo Hakushin, uh, Trigun, uh, oh, with Death Note. I can respect those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at with it. (laughs) You watch One Piece or you don't watch One Piece? You know what? Um, I started to. So, you know, coming up, I watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid, like a lot of people. That was my entry point. And and then I started watching like Inuasha, uh, Yu Yu Hakushin, and then my cousin put me up on Trigun, stuff that was like the 95, the 90 stuff, and then like Big O and stuff like that. I think Big O was actually uh, uh, based in London, that car, that that anime, I'm not sure. Uh, and then it was just from there, I kind of went off and I started watching stuff like Killing Bites, like kind of like niche animes that a lot of people don't like get into. And then I have, now I'm starting to go back towards the bigger animes. Right now I'm trying to finish up Baki. So when I go back out, I'll go back out in the water next week. I'm gonna finish Baki up, season two of Baki oh. on Netflix. I just thought I stumbled across that recently. Yeah, Baki's all right. So see, I don't know. Like there was another one on Netflix that I found. I can't remember what it's called. Like Kenshin something something, and like that one is what I wish Baki was because like coming from a karate background, when I'm oh, watching, you know what? oh, I seen that one. I just downloaded it. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it. Yet. Yeah, that one is fire, bro. Like the whole concept, the, the, everything in that one is fire, isn't it? Um, Bucky, okay. I like it, but 
But you know when the violence is just a bit OTT, which kind of yeah. just... And everyone seems to just have this invincible level endurance for no particular reason. It's like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like season two, I like more, but the first season and everybody all big. I'm like, yeah, yeah, everybody ain't gotta be super muscled up out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. With the animation, it was just more of a thing where, um, so I've always sort of just loved it in the sense, and then it went through a few different stages where. I started off on like bait, like when I was like 11 or 12, like on Microsoft PowerPoint, I would make little animations and like draw little comics. And then I went to university to study like 3D animation and, and things like that. Then after university, I got a job doing, and it was like the weirdest, like the most niche thing ever where basically, you know, when you, well, when you used to go to films and you can watch them in 3D with the glasses. Right. So I worked for a company that built the 3D into films so that you could watch it with the 3D glasses, if that makes sense. Okay. So like, we would be working on Hollywood films and then I would get a shot and then I would have to like, we'd use this special software to create the depth and blah, blah, blah. But it would be a thing where like, I remember one time I, was, I spent like two weeks working on a three second shot of like Tom Cruise's nose. Cause they kept saying, ah, the nose, it's not long enough, man. It needs more depth, it needs more depth. And I'll change it and he'd be like, and I'm like, why am I spending all this damn time working on fucking Tom Cruise's nose? And it's like, well, the thing about being in that VFX post-production world is cool, but you're a very small piece in a very, very big pond kind of thing. So right. I wanted to get closer to the storytelling as it were. So I moved out of that into a, what I do now is a mainstream job, which is like, um, I work for a car company and as like a media producer. So I make videos and animations and voiceovers and stuff. But with the animations for them, I tell a lot of stories for, for their brands and their companies where it's not funny stuff. It's just like, maybe they're selling a product for their car or the car's a new release or a new feature for their website. And it's just turning it into a digestible, you know, nice cartoony story and then, from doing that for a while, that's how I got into what I do now on Instagram, where it's like, you know what, it'd be cool if these funny, if these cartoons were just funny and I was just, you know, telling cool stories with these cartoons rather than, you know, boring stories. So, yeah, man, that's how Bangers and Mash was born. And then one day, this guy sent me the funniest story I've ever heard about <laughs> a girl in a wheelchair, bro. And then... <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just it's just been a just been a bit of a mad few months because to me, I only started doing this like those cartoons again only like four or five months ago, and okay. like my page has gone from like 180 people, which were all just the people I knew, to like I think today's like just got over 3,000. So I didn't expect these animations to really do anything like that, but it seems that you know. People, uh, people seem to like them, so you know, we'll keep them coming. Yeah, and see, and see, and see, it's crazy. It's like people that even know the story has been around. People just love actually seeing something like, like it's like because mm -hmm. even if the little like the little YouTube channel I started, so I put the the audio clip there, but people like seeing the visual more than yeah. the visual, you know, audio. People are you know, what my yeah. eyes can see, you know. But yeah, it's just. Uh, it's like I have so many, so many little tales, and that's what the whole podcast started off. It's just 
like like me and my buddy got so many stories together that we didn't even get into yet. We used to work at McDonald's and <laughs> the owner's kid punched my co-host and knocked him out. We talk about that in that same podcast. I talk about the wheelchair. The twelve year old like knocked him out over uh like uh, over apple pie. I was like, yo, you want my apple pie? I'm like, who wants this apple pie? And the kid was like, I want it. So I'm getting ready to hand it to the kid. And my boy snatched it. My boy snatched it. was like, fuck out of here. And the little kid just kind of, because he was kind of chunky. His mom's the, uh, the owner of that McDonald's. So guess what he ate all the time? And uh, <laughs> he cold clocked my buddy and knocked him out. Now, this really happened. to the, He hit him and he fell out the chair. And I died wow. laughing. So we brought that in. It's like, but you know, we started off working at McDonald's. I joined the military because of him. Because I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do after high school. And we joined the military together. Then we was in Florida. He started dating a stripper. So we went from kind of getting girls here and there to being into the point to where we can kind of do what we want. And we traveled yeah. kind of the world together and we have stories together and apart that's just hilarious. Uh, that sounds amazing, man. Well, yeah, like I ain't gonna lie, bro. I feel like I feel like we need to sort of collab and make a YouTube channel or something because <laughs> the content is there. It's just there waiting to happen, isn't it? Um, whoever's listening to this, you watch out for that because it is coming at some point or another. All right. <laughs> oh but, yeah, um, like I'm, I'm telling you, I got listen. I've been in. The, I was in been in the military like ten years. Then growing up in the inner city of Detroit, I got stories that's that's crazy. Some that I don't know if I'm really <laughs> getting into, but yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's now I got to the point to where if I'm at work or somewhere, and then I start thinking about my life, I get to the point now where I jot stuff down because mm. I, I, I like I tried. Um, I did like a little stand up comedy for a little bit when in. Okay. Uh, and I just went up there and told stories about my life and people dying laughing. Like I told the wheelchair one, and I just went into other things about my life, and people like came to me afterwards, like that didn't happen. I'm like, yeah, it did. It's just, uh, uh, <laughs> that sounds like you might actually blow it. Is that something you would consider doing more of, or um, uh, like stand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. It's just, you know, I'm a type of person where I like I don't mind talking. And okay. and I don't and I don't mind talking about my downfalls either. So you know, and I got into a lot of those crazy situations just by you know being just being me. Cause like that whole party, I got invited by that chick who boyfriend walked up. So now I'm feeling weird. I see I just see a chick sitting on the couch by herself, and I watched her. I'm like, okay. Then I really approached, and I was nervous. And I was like, you know, don't move. I got you. And then it just kind of went from there. Like, <laughs> and it's a whole little, like, you know. And, and like, the sex and everything was amazing. I almost wanted to get a house and start lowering cabinets and put the little bar, get a ramp. I was going to do it all, man. But she, he was ready. She, turned, she turned out to be a wheelchair player. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. you know. Like, you know, she, you know, you know, she rolled all over my heart. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Oh man. Oh bro. Well, nah man, like I say that. I can't wait. Um it was really nice. Like I'm just I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we we 
cross paths, you know. Oh man, um, yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And 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 uh, like I said, man, like I love what you do as well. Like I loved how you took yeah. it and you put your little nuances in it. It, it was great. The to the to like the what and everything else to you know the little kind of little sub names you put in there. Like I I was fucking dying. And then and so me as a person, like I understand how how. Like how when you working on something, I'm not a guy to rush because um I used to write music, and um my guy used to write music with. Sometimes it take me longer to kind of put a verse together, and you yeah. know I'm a type of I, if you want something done and we put something that we're gonna put out for people to see and judge because that's what people gonna do judge and tear apart and things like that. I would want you to take the time and have the best possible. So if it's take you longer, and then on top of that, life is also happening. So yeah. you know, like you like I'm moving and things like that. I, I get it. I'm going in and out on a like on a boat every other week. So every other yeah. week I'm in the water for like a week or two, then I'm back. So like I already know how life goes, and I'm not the type of person to nah. Especially if we mm, like it's a certain thing. Yeah, you, you know you pay for a service or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you want the best service possible. You will let mm. people do what they have to do, and then you don't want to disrespect the artist and the person that's helping you create a vision, anyway. No, it's appreciated, man, and it makes a difference when you know that the person isn't riding you to get it done quickly. Because, like you say, in it, you can focus more on the little nuances that 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 make a difference, you know. So, nah, bro, it's all yeah, it's all good. and that and just that is just life. Nobody want nobody to be cooped up. You might want to do a little bit here, go off and, you know, do whatever, you know. Yeah, man. Definitely. But no, definitely. like uh uh I'm I'm definitely once this whole pandemic everything is over, I'm I'm going to have to come out there and and uh and visit London. I didn't get a chance to go when I was in Japan, but yeah, I really, you know, I would want to see the touristy stuff. I got to see Big Ben and all the other stuff. <laughs> such an American. <laughs> uh, if you are ever in town, bro, but you definitely need to holler in it because we need to we need to link up for sure, bro. Oh yeah, but, uh, no problem, no problem. And uh, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time, man. And uh, you have a good night. And then I'll just finish starting my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's been fun. Um, yeah, bro, I'm literally about to go have my dinner right now, so yeah, bro, have a good day, you know. <laughs> and I'm about to get ready to start my lunch. <laughs> oh, man, all right, bro. Well, all right, well, yeah, I'll speak to you later then. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you, all right, man, in a bit. Peace, all right.